Hey, hey, what's going on, Brisbane? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington. I'm here at General Fitness Company recording episode number 149 of the TR Expert Talks. That's right, 149 episodes of the TR Expert Talks, and we're on our way to 150. So exciting. Tomorrow, our Throwback Thursday, we'll have the second half of the uh, 10 General Fitness Life Tips. Our 10 Tips to the good life, as I like to call them. But anyways, today we're going to be talking about running because I just finished a 5K and I want to go over a little bit of running again because you know that's what I do. I'm a runner. Um, I'm not exactly a long distance runner as I found out today. I got uh, thoroughly whooped by some some avid runners. I had bought some new shoes thinking I'd be all right, but man, I'm still not quite there yet. (laughs) I can sprint a good, uh, good 300 meters or so, but after that, Oh boy, man, they were giving me the business. But anyways, uh, today what I want to talk about is arm movement, all right? So this is not going to be a super long episode because we don't really need to talk too much about it. But arm movement is a very important part of your train, a very important part of your running. And uh, I see a lot of people when they run, their arms are all over the place. So we're going to figure this all out today. We're going to go nail it down and get your uh, form right so you can get into those uh, races later on in the spring and run with confidence. But anyways, before we get into the episode, you know, I'd really appreciate if you would share this episode or leave a rating or review, or if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to this podcast because if you subscribe, you actually can get updated as soon as I release these podcasts. Normally, I release them uh, around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. So if you're a night owl, you know you'll get the you'll get the ding. Uh, if not. Well then, uh, you'll pick it up in the in the morning time. But anyways, I really would appreciate if you would um, get on this podcast. If you're not subscribed, please do. If you have not shared it with a friend or a stranger, please do that. You can easily do that by just taking a screenshot, putting it up on your social media, or you can do it the old school way and just tell a friend. Anyways, let's go and get in this episode, episode number one forty nine of the TR Expert Talks. Form running. Let go. So today is not going to be a super long episode. We're going to be talking about running form, specifically talking about your arm movement. All right, so I see a lot of people, and when they run, there's all kinds of running forms. <laughs> there's all kinds of people doing all kinds of stuff. You know, and the thing is that, you know, I totally understand that because a lot of people don't actually train for running form. A lot of people just go out and they just run however they normally run. And the thing is about that is that, you know, we as human beings can run. Obviously, that's what we do. We can walk, we can run, we can jump, all that good stuff. But the thing is that not everybody is top proper form. You know, there's like, you can kind of default into something. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, there's very few people, believe it or not, that actually have proper running form, even including myself. I tend to run a little bit more upright than I should. But uh, everybody has, uh, you know, little kinks in their running form, except for those high profile athletes, you know, you know, people like Usain Bolt and those uh, marathon runners. I've seen those guys on video and they have absolute perfect form, like their foot strike and they're lean and their arm movement. So speaking of arm movement today, I want to talk about arm movement because I see a lot of people, as I said, they're just kind of everywhere with their, with their body. So 
First and foremost, what I want to talk about is how you should have your hands. So a lot of people, when they're running, especially because you know running is not the most uh, favorite activity for most people, uh, they tend to clench up their hands. You know, they have like really tight hands, and they're trying to drive with all their force on every one of their steps. And that's actually a no-no. Now, why you want, why it's a no-no is because when you actually squeeze your hands, you put tension in your arms and you put tension in your shoulders. And what that does is it actually shortens your stride. So if you shorten your stride. We'll go over real quick. We're going to talk about something that's not your arm swing, but when you shorten your stride, let's talk about the the formula for speed. The physics formula for speed is stride length by stride frequency. So, if you have a fast, you know, stride frequency, meaning that if you uh, move your feet fast, you should move faster. But if you have fast feet, but you have short, choppy steps, you're actually doing yourself a disservice and you are um, fighting yourself with each step, believe it or not. So what you want to do is you want to have nice loose hands. What I tell people to normally do is try to uh, touch their thumb to the, uh, to the knuckle of their index finger. So you're just going to let that thumb just rest on top of the index finger. Hold your hands like you're holding a grape. So you don't want to squish that grape and just have nice loose hands. Now we're going to move up the body a little bit and, uh, and you might have seen this before, but if you watch Olympic runners and you see their face and their neck, it's completely relaxed. Their head's not moving barely at all. Their jaws are like, blah, 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 you know, and uh, their neck is just like totally like not straining at all. You don't see not one muscle strain. So that kind of goes along the line, the same lines of that you don't want to tense your body up. You want to be as loose as possible so you can maximize on your stride length. So we kind of covered staying loose and maintaining your arm swing. Now we're actually talking about your arm swing now. So a lot of people I see, they do one of two things. They either A, swing across their body, or B, they have shortened arm swing. So that shortened arm swing, as I kind of covered before, it normally happens because you might have your hands too clenched, as I talked about before, or you might be too tight in your neck. And uh, that, as I said, that can cause you to uh, shorten your stride. So how you fix that is you try to think about how, where you're putting your arms, okay? So what you want to do is when you're you know, when on the backswing, which is that part that goes behind your body, you want to make sure that your arm is at 90 degrees. So if you look at your arm, it should like your elbow should be directly on top of your wrist. Okay, so that's like a super hardcore uh, arm swing. That would be more. That probably would be more so for sprinting. You probably wouldn't drive your arm that far back if you're run if you're running distance, just because it would make your stride length a little too long and you would be fatigued. <laughs> Unless you have superior lung capacity, it is very difficult to maintain a full sprint for longer than 80 seconds. About 80 seconds is about how long people can maintain their something relatively close to their top speed after that they start to uh peter out because you know you just you don't have enough energy your energy system's not built for you to sprint for uh that long so you have uh back to our arm swing so you have your arms at 90 degrees when you bring them forward when you bring that arm uh forward and you bring that hand past your body you want to make sure that hand goes right on top of your hip so you want to make sure that you're not too tight as I said, you know, you want to make sure you maintain that 90 degree angle the whole way. And you want to bring that hand about, about to shoulder height. All right? I see a lot of people, as I said, they, do, they have that uh, super, super tight. So they bring their hand maybe past their hip and then right in front of their hip. Or, uh, <laughs> or some people I see, they run like I call it the T-Rex run. And they literally just carry their arms on their shoulders the whole way without swinging at all. 
Now back to what I was talking about, about swinging across your body. Now you don't want to swing across your body because what that does, it actually makes you run further because what's happening is that you're almost crossing over your midline. So it kind of makes you zigzag. If you're gonna uh, drive your shoulders one way, your body's gonna go that way. Wherever you face is wherever you go. So if you turn your shoulders while you're running, you're gonna be running a zigzag and you're gonna actually run further than everybody else because you're not running in a straight line. What do they say? The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So if the starting line is one point and the finish line is another point and you're zigzagging the whole way, you're gonna end up running a lot further than everybody else in the race. So you wanna make sure that you're running straight, keeping your belly button in front of you. Well, <laughs> keeping your belly button pointed in front of you, I should say. If you have your belly button in front of you, you might, you might have more problems than just running for them. So anyways, uh, you want to make sure that those uh, arms uh, stay in front of your shoulders. Just keep those hands right past your hip, going right in front of your shoulder. You don't want to cross across the midline, as, a, uh, midline, as I said, because it's going to turn your body. So those are the two things that you want to really focus on in running form. As I said, this doesn't need to necessarily be an intricate podcast today. As I said, all you really need to, to focus on is keeping your shoulders and your face as loose as possible. Try to make sure that you keep your arms at 90 degrees. Make sure that your hands are relaxed and not tensed, and that'll help you keep going. So I want to go ahead and just pick this up in uh, the final thought here. I have uh, one last thing I want to add about the running form and how it relates to your everyday life. All right. So we'll pick back up in a couple moments and stay tuned. Okay, so let's finish off episode number 149 with this final thought. So as I was saying before, you want to make sure that you're always swinging your arms. Uh, You know, you want to avoid carrying your arms with your shoulders and just having them sit at your side while your legs are doing the work. And you also want to make sure that you're not swinging across your body because both of those will stop you. As I said before, when you don't swing your arms, only your legs are doing the work and you're actually shortening your stride, so you're stopping yourself. Same thing happens when you're swinging your arms across your center line. Every step is a pivot. So if you think about it, if you, if you swing your shoulders one way, take a step, you're gonna be going that one way. So if you're trying to get to a, a, a distance that's straight ahead, then you're gonna to have to cross over your leg and go the other way. So if you just think about that, if you're constantly having to shift your body weight side to side, you're pivoting. And when you pivot, you have to stop just a little bit. You have to stop and turn. And all those little micro turns can add, uh, add up to a, a little bit longer of a race. You know, if you're running a 5K and those little turns, I guess it depends on how far you're pivoting and how much you're swinging your body. But you can just think about if you're running a 5K, that's 3.1 miles, you're probably at least running another 0.1 to 0.2 miles with, uh, with that arm swing across your body. So you want to make sure that you're maintaining momentum because in running as in everyday life, if you stop, life gets a lot more difficult. So what you want to do if you're undertaking something that is uh, difficult, you don't want to go for it all at once because you're going to lose that momentum real quick. So they used to tell us in my business class, smart goals. So what do they call those? Uh, specific, measurable, actionable, uh, man, I forgot what it was. I forgot what the R is. Maybe responsible and timely. I have to look that back up again. But essentially, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you chunk it out. You have small goals that you can set 
and then you can reach those goals so you can get to the next step. Because as, as I said, if you get, try to get to your goal in one step, oh man, you're going to feel a little bit disappointed when you don't get there. And that's an easy formula for you to lose your momentum and lose your confidence in what you're doing. So keep your care. So I should have called this episode, Keep Going. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to get you to your goal. Not thinking, not hoping, not wishing, not pondering, just going. So at the end of the day, I want you to consider that, that you can't dream about push-ups. You can't dream about running. You just have to go out and do it, not think about anything else that might be detracting you from getting to your goal, like naysayers or even your own self-confidence or your own self-talk, whatever is in your mind. Just remember that whatever's in your mind that's negative, that's not something that comes from you. You, uh, you deserve greatness, and you subconsciously know that you deserve greatness. However, if you do have a voice in your head that is saying that you don't deserve greatness, just understand that's not your voice. That's someone else's voice that's in your head that somehow got in there that maybe told you a long time ago that you couldn't do it. And for some reason, you still have that echoing in between those two ears. So I believe in you, but only if you believe in you. So get to it. Show me that you can do it and we'll succeed together. All right, so that does it for my Wednesday evening. I'll catch you tomorrow for our Throwback Thursday. Again, that's going to be the five general fitness rules, the five general fitness life tips. Yeah, the five tips of the good life, as I like to call it. Uh, It's going to be a really good one, so I hope you stay tuned for that one. As I always like to say, I really do appreciate listening. Whenever you're listening, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening, I really do hope you're having a good one. All right, so we'll talk real soon. And as always... Keep good company.